Welcome in to another edition of All In WFUV's Women's Sports Podcast. I'm Julia Moss, joined with Annabelle Watson and Miles Grossman. And fellas, it's been a minute since I've been on All In. It's been a few weeks, and I can't say I'm super thrilled to be back considering (laughs) what we're talking about today. Of course, I'm excited to talk with you guys 24-7 always, but the subject matter of what we're discussing is pretty, pretty terrible. But before we get into that, let's start out on a high note, or maybe a high note, hopefully, how are you guys doing? Miles, we'll start with you. I'm good. Yeah, I felt like this was a group we used to always do over Zoom, but now yeah. it's nice to to have it in person. And it's funny the way this Liberty season has run its course. I don't know if we expected to be down 2-0, but it's been a fun year. Yeah, I'm glad to finally be in the studio with you guys instead of being on Zoom. Definitely a gloomy topic, but you know we'll obviously get into that. I think it's pretty shocking the way things have gone in this finals, but you know we'll get into it. But glad to be here with you guys. Let's start with game one. First half, you're thinking, okay, mm-hmm. this is what we're expecting. This is going to be a competitive series. Really good game, really good half. Second half, Things absolutely fall apart. The wheels are fully off the car for the New York Liberty. They go into the half up three, get outscored in the third quarter, 16 to 26, and then again in the fourth quarter, 17 27, to lose 82 to 99. And my takeaways from that game are just you know, the guard play has been consistently not good, not showing up when you need to. But the first thing I want to mention, and Miles, I want to hear your take Mm -hmm. on this, is that. If the guard play isn't working, why are you living and dying by the three when you've got two MVPs as post players? I hear that. I mean, it's tough to just, you know, adjust on the fly like that against the defense like right. the Las Vegas Aces. I mean, looking at those the second half of game one and the first quarter of game two, that stretch of three quarters was some of the worst the Liberty played all year, really reminiscent of that game one loss against Connecticut. I know we were yeah. there in person, Julia, and like, you know, ugly. you never see the Liberty really reach their floor, but that's kind of what it's been. I mean, Sabrina and Co. as the backcourt have gotten exposed kind of on both sides, particularly on the defensive side. It's Sloot and and UNESCO kind of just taking turns getting exposed by Jackie Young (laughs) and Co. And it's kind of tough to to watch at times, but also really where the Liberty can take control from a guard standpoint, you'd think at least, is to get hot shooting-wise. But Sabrina, only seven shots attempted in Game 1. Of course, she had a cold night, so you don't necessarily want to try and shoot yourself out of the slump. But Sabrina and the guards haven't been there on either side of the ball. And if the Liberty are going to have a chance in Game 3, even at home, they're going to need to shoot the ball well and Sloot and Sabrina are really going to need to step it up. Yeah, I think when you have this Aces 
defense kind of clicking on all cylinders. They're looking so systematic and smooth. Everything they're doing is just working out for them. And I think when you have the guards not really producing like they can, that that makes things very, very hard. And on both sides of the ball, it's, it's just not great. And I think a, a thing that has been kind of overlooked is, you know, the aces are so experienced they this team has played together and won a championship together and I think now the Liberty's lack of experience in that sector is really being exposed yeah I mean it's it's just kind of like unfortunate and really disappointing because you look at how much this series has been just absolutely been looking forward to by by all WNBA fans from the moment that the New York Liberty, I think I would say that point kind of began when Brianna Stewart came to the Liberty. It's an okay. So it's the Liberty and the Aces. And then for it to actually happen, for us to finally actually get this in the championship series, and for these to be the two games that we see, it's so disappointing. Not even not even as a Liberty fan, because I do love the New York Liberty, but just as a fan of basketball, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a WNBA mm-hmm. finals. You don't want to watch a bunch of blowouts. And that's kind of been the theme of these matchups this whole season weirdly enough is like one team is typically blowing out another but it's gone back and forth throughout the season so it's still there's still this sense of like hmm who's gonna win but now going into game three and this is where I want to turn to now is like I don't actually have any faith in this New York Liberty team (laughs) Mm. to win at home and not get swept I'm right there with you to be honest with you I mean you look take a look at their season series and I, I touched on this last episode is that I thought the way the Liberty matched up against the Aces later in the year, met the midpoint at least, was kind of prove their progression because mm-hmm. early in the year they did not look like they could compete with the Las Vegas Aces. Of course, they end up taking the season here series, taking the Commissioner's Cup, and you're thinking, oh, wow, we've really turned a corner and the Liberty can compete at that you know top-tier level. But then, of course, they haven't been that squad at all in the finals. And I think, you know, you touched on it, Annabelle, the Las Vegas Aces just experience. They've won a championship together. They know exactly what the role for each player should be. And they also know what kind of just grit and intensity it takes to win in the postseason. I mean, a lot of the stars of the Liberty have playoff experience outside of Sabrina mm-hmm. but I think Sabrina needs to step it up and you know they're gonna need to play really their their absolute best while Las Vegas Aces kind of just need to hold steady yeah my lack of hope comes from I think there's just way too many questions to be answered for them to win um Stewie has to find her shot John Quell has to be impactful for the entire game. You know, she had that great second quarter in game two, but then the wag- the wheels kind of fell <laughs> off. So, you know, you need to be impactful for the entire game. Slew and Sab, they need to be better defensively. I There's just too many holes right now. Um, and, you know, there is a factor of they're at home, so maybe the home crowd advantage will help them out. But, you know, I, I don't know how impactful that will be because there's just too many holes in what's happening and the aces are just looking absolutely fabulous. There's two ways you can look at this if you're the Liberty, in my opinion, because there is so much to work on. They got dismantled from every single like I honestly don't see much of a positive in the way this New York Liberty team has played whatsoever in these first two games besides the first half of the first game. There's two ways you can look at it. You can either just say, erase it from your memory. This is game zero for us. This is where our home court advantage starts. 
forget the first two games. It's time to start mm-hmm. from zero here. Or you can say, let's just try and fix as much as we can. Because there's no way you can correct everything that you've seen wrong from game two to game three because of just how bad they've yeah. played. So in my opinion, if I'm Sandy Brundell, if I'm the coaching staff, I'm saying forget everything that you've experienced the past mm-hmm. two games. It, it's time to really, like, first of all, turn it into another year because you have home court advantage and you're facing elimination for the rest of this championship series. You just have to put that in the past. Focus on what worked during the regular season, specifically against the regular season against the Aces, and try and work from there and figure something out. I mean, when you look at when the Liberty was good against Las Vegas, in those games that they won, they did win the season series. Yeah. And they won the Commissioner's Cup on the road, which is pretty amazing. And I mean, taking a look at those games... Las Vegas in the losses looked really stagnant at times offensively. Stretches of just one pass basketball and a bad shot, no pass basketball and a bad shot. And, you know, obviously part of that is self-inflicted because Mm -hmm. the Aces just look straight up frustrated and they've adjusted since. They know now what the Liberty can throw at them defensively. But what the Liberty did do well was just playing together as a unit. I mean, they surely frustrated the heck out of the aces and then now you don't see that at all i mean we're used to seeing in those three wins throughout the regular season series benajelani just picking up gray for the entirety of the court that next level defensive intensity that can kind of frustrate the aces i don't think we've seen any of that out of the liberty and there are times stretches in the second half of game two where they just didn't even look like they had their legs under them i mean from a conditioning standpoint from a energy standpoint from a wanting it standpoint they didn't match the aces and obviously you know that's going to be tough when you're on the road in las vegas they have that home crowd to feed off of but that can't be in question in the finals (laughs) your 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 want your your grit your just that benijah laney type energy that we saw throughout the year that can't be something that goes in and out that's got to be your backbone throughout the finals and we haven't seen that through one or two games. I think we'll see it some more returning home, but it's going to take such consistency. Yeah, you guys both touched on it, but I think a big discussion is the mindset. They they looked like they had no grit. They looked like they didn't want it, and they were kind of playing too easy in a way. It was like, like I wanted to shout, this is the WNBA Finals, guys. Come <laughs> Play on. like it. Come yeah, on. but I think that could be turned into – kind of kind of a fire under them because they are no doubt disappointed with the mindset that they've put out there so hopefully they can kind of look within and you know use that grit use that toughness that we know they have and you know I think when you're the underdog now you go back to a home court it could it could light a fire under them but as we've been saying I think there's too many holes and I'm I'm just not too optimistic right now. I think for me, when my optimistic really tonk or tanked, tonk, <laughs> I, I'm making up new words over here, is when Sandy Brondello said in a press conference after Game One, she said, "Our guards are better than that. This won't happen again." Mm-hmm. Very definitive statement there. And then they go out in Game Two and play even worse. <laughs> like that's for me when I was like, okay. Maybe the grasp on this team is not very good against the specific game plan the Aces have. Maybe this is just the game plan that the Liberty just can't defend against or get any offense going with this specific roster. So my question is, where do you go from here going into Game 3? What do you specifically think 
I guess the biggest issue is and what is the solution in your opinion to maybe not even have the aces win this next game but just to compete or the liberty to win this next game but just for the liberty to compete for all four quarters well to stay in this one I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here but they're right. gonna need to get back to those games that they won they, they need to remind themselves they've beaten this squad before obviously they have the talent necessary but there were periods during the regular season where John Quo was just absolutely dominant in the low post right she was consistently getting those deep seals that can lead to extra possessions with via offensive rebounds right wrapping up defensive stops with consistency and I think you know when you give a team like the Las Vegas Aces multiple opportunities on the offensive glass you're just shooting yourself in the foot and obviously it's easier said than done when you're battling against Kia Stokes and Asia Wilson down low but you see it time and time again when you let the Aces have extra opportunities they're going to kick out and they're going to find that open shooter they're, they're moving the ball so well in these finals that you absolutely you know extra possessions are just going to be killer so you know First of all, you got to limit those extra possessions. You got to kind of turn that tide a little bit by getting a couple of your own offensive rebounds. But needless to say, I think it all starts with the defensive play of the backcourt. They've just gotten absolutely torched. I mean, you see a lot on Twitter just talking about, you know, what kind of performance the the three-headed monster of Plum, Gray, etc. has done. And, I mean, you know, Sloot is, is a veteran point guard, I think, Maybe she doesn't get enough respect defensively, but now she really has to prove it because, I mean, the backcourt defensively hasn't been there. Yeah, uh, not to like be an echo chamber or anything, <laughs> but I do think the biggest issue is that the Liberty defense needs to shut down those guards because when you have guards shooting like that, it's just it's not good. <laughs> and the success of these guards is is really what's kind of that X factor for them and obviously they have to get their own offense going it's kind of this two two-sided thing where you know it almost would be better if if there was only one problem obviously but yeah, I think so that many. there's just so many issues but they've done it they have been able to shut down the aces guards they did that in August so they need to find the confidence and remember that they have done it and go back to that that confidence and something that also really hasn't been there is Sabrina Unescu making shots I mean yeah, we touched anything, on it last yeah. week I mean Annabelle I'm a little embarrassed because last week we sat here with Chaz and we all said Liberty in five and yeah. we all said <laughs> Sabrina Unescu WNBA finals MVP oh my god all, you know, we, were, we were optimistic <laughs> we were optimistic <laughs> that's a bold take guys I, think I would the have only, said Brianna Stewart the only thing that kind of makes us that kind of justifies it is that Sabrina hasn't been there and it's really shown for the Liberty, right? Think about if Sabrina was there. Right. I, I, I know it's a bad argument, but I mean, t just taking a look at game one, right? Two for seven, or really, you know, this is game two, two for seven from deep and then one for five from deep in the other game. You know, when you're shooting that kind of percentage as supposedly a star of this league, supposedly the face of this league, own Nike shoe, 2K cover, I mean, there's, there's expectations that come with that and she hasn't come through this playoffs at all. And I think... I think you kind of have to question if if she is that player at this point in her career. Obviously, she can be, but did this praise come a little too early? Because she's not coming through when it right. matters most. And I think something super interesting on that, Miles, is when I interviewed Monica McNutt earlier this week, she made a really, I thought, bold comment at the time. But now that I'm looking back, you know, I asked her, I was like, how nervous are you that Sabrina Unescu could potentially move to the Bay Area when that team comes back? 
um, when that team starts getting going because that's where she's from. And she was like, there's like a general level of concern. But honestly, like from a marketing standpoint, that's good. But from a performance standpoint, is Sabrina Unescu really the player I want to build around mm-hmm. at this point in her career? And at first I was like, well, of course. But now that I'm, of course, with this series happening, but and then also looking back, you know, is that the player that that's going to bring you championships by herself? I don't think she's at that level yet. It's weird because, you know, you didn't think, I mean, she's surely touted as the first overall pick yep. and and kind of touted as this, I mean, I don't know if we've ever seen someone with that kind of hype out of college since the, you know, the kind of new era of superstar we see with Paige, et cetera. But Sabrina had some real lofty expectations. And I think a lot of people got on, at least on Twitter and things like that, get a little frustrated with the arc of Sabrina's career because she's yet to really prove it. Is she yet to, I mean, she is yet to win at any level. And now you see her in the finals, two of 10 from the field. You're thinking, what? This isn't the player she's supposed to be. And I mean, uh, she's not old. She, she's a play, She's still on a rookie deal. I mean, she yeah. hasn't really gotten that money yet, but I don't know. I, I I don't know if physically yet she's the kind of player you want as at the core. If I were to start that Bay Area franchise, I'd be looking for more of a more of a low post player. And I want to kind of switch gears a little bit to the expansion in general. For those who don't know, the Bay Area um, WNBA team is set to go in 2025, I believe, um, and that is also around the time Sabrina Unescu's rookie contract ends. So that's an interesting um, overlap there, but. Something else that I talked about in that interview that I want to bring up with you guys is, you know, expansion is good. And we have talked about this for a very long time about how, you know, roster spots need to be expanded, this, this, and that. But you look at the league itself and you look at the table. I mean, everybody guessed what the championship was going to be before the season and then it actually happened. The parity within the league is still not quite there yet. You see, I mean, Indiana's turning a corner, Seattle, I mean, those bottom teams are improving, but they're still not competitive with the other, with the top of the league and not even close. And then you add potentially two more expansion teams. Like, what is that going to look like in this league? I mean, are they just going to be, how, as Monica put it, JVWNBA teams? Like, mm. is it too early to expand these teams given the in, the disparity in talent we see from the top to the bottom? Well, I mean, I, the Aces are one of the youngest franchises out and they've proven that you know it doesn't take that many years to to potentially get some success i mean you're going to need a draft extremely well you know without drafting an asia wilson type player you're not going to be in that conversation but i don't think it's it's impossible and i don't think that it furthers any sort of issues by expansion you know because you know i mean it's tough to say they're obviously your bottom tier teams in every league that's just kind of you know, you don't expect the Brooklyn Nets to compete with the Bucks. Like, the, for example, the this WSL. Year, yeah, that'll say. Yeah, <laughs> it's all. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna get into this right now. We'll, if you want to listen to one on one tomorrow? We'll be having a whole segment on it. But tomorrow or Sunday, decision day at the NWSL. All teams are going to be playing, and there are only one. There's only one team that's clinched a playoff spot, and one team that's been eliminated from playoff contention. Everyone else is fighting for playoff spots, and this is the last game day. Everyone mm. plays. The whole playoff table is going to be decided in one day. It's going to be crazy. All teams play at the same time. But anyways, continue, Miles. Sorry. Like, it, there's always going to be that difference between a top-tier team and the bottom-tier team. And I don't think that you should let that fear st- prevent a- any further expansion because those extra roster spots are so necessary. I mean, 
taking a look at the, the NBA, like I said, you know, covering the Brooklyn Nets, there are so many games this year where the Brooklyn Nets will just think this is basically a learning experience. I mean, right. when you're saying playing a top-tier team, they'll say it themselves. In press conferences, we know we're not the most talented team on the floor, but we have to do X, X, and X to, to win this basketball game. And I think surely the Bay Area squad could be in that position the first couple of years, but I don't see them too much behind the eight ball But moving forward. I think they could definitely be a, a bubble playoff team if they play their cards right. Yeah, I think the lopsidedness of the league, it's probably just going to be dependent on how these expansion teams draft. I think it's as simple as that. Um, you know, as far as expansion in general, I do think it's a really good thing because I look back to the WNBA draft, Julie and I mm -hmm. went, and, you know, just to see certain players who had such high expectations in college and can be professional athletes to not get taken and not get drafted, that's always tough to see. So I'm just glad reflecting back on that to know that those kind of players will get their opportunities with this expansion. Um, and I think roster sizes for the existing team should also be yeah. expanded. That's another thing. I almost would have rather – I would <laughs> rather see that kind of in a way. I do think it's good. It's always great just for – uh, exposure of the league to have them expand but mm -hmm. you know I think that we'll see what happens when these teams draft definitely and then one more thing before we wrap up Miles I just want to get we, we talked about it months and months and months ago I want to I want to circle back here the the shoe debacle with yes. Sabrina Unescu <laughs> I want to ask about it on Sunday I'm and the Las Vegas Aces yeah you had a very strong opinion about it. You didn't think it happened. You think it was all a play. Where do you yes. stand on that now? I'm still, okay, I'm, maybe I'm misinformed, but as it stands, <laughs> I'm just as passionate as I ever was. I, I claimed <laughs> that it was a fabricated story, that Sabrina Unescu's shoes were never stolen. I'm still pretty confident in this, and I'll explain why. Uh, I had the pleasure of working in equipment this summer. And one of the things about working in equipment is it's kind of like being a waiter or a busboy. Anybody with average human abilities can do it a lot of the things that you're are required of you as an equipment manager is just the ability to be trusted you're always in a position as an equipment manager where you can steal you are in in a you're in a locker room that can't have cameras because it's a locker room with access to wallets and phones and wallets and phones and shoes and literally anything you could want the, the only thing that makes you special as an equipment manager is not your ability to do your job it's your ability to be trusted so whoever did allegedly commit this at the Las Vegas Aces is committing the cardinal sin of the industry. The only thing you can't do. And it leads me to believe somebody that was then willing to risk their entire career or, or livelihood to commit this crime, which makes it a little bit unlikely that someone would do this, especially with the lack of ability to capitalize on the crime. What are you going to do? Sell these shoes that are allegedly Sabrina Unescu worn? How are you going to get them off your hands and be able to validate that they're actually hers without admitting that you committed this crime? Also, we haven't heard anything from the Aces about Since it happened. we found the culprit, we fired the culprit. If this were a real story, <laughs> you would naturally start this investigation, fire the culprit, and you would say, hey, we hold our employees accountable and we're going to make this public and we're going to tell Sabrina, hey, you can have trust coming back to Las Vegas because we fired the employee. That's naturally you have to protect your own organization by saying this isn't congruent with who we are as an organization. I want to ask Sabrina on Sunday pregame 
if the Las Vegas Aces contacted her saying, hey, we found the culprit, we fired the culprit, if that happened, I will believe that the shoes were, the shoes were stolen. If that does not happen, if nobody lost their job over this, I'm 100% certain that this was a ploy. Would and you, I don't necessarily know who was involved. I just know it was fake. Would you tell her to her face that this is, I think this is all a ploy? I would give her a little bit of my spiel about how somebody risked their livelihood for this. <laughs> if it's true, why would someone risk their livelihood? I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't ask her this, but you know, it, it must be questioned why would someone risk their livelihood when there's such an inability of, you know, to capitalize on it. And I I want to, I, what I'm just really intrigued about is if someone's been, contacted her, if there's been a back and forth, because there's, if there's been a back and forth between the Aces or the Las Vegas Police Department and Sabrina Ionescu, 100% it re, it's real. If there was no, I, I want to ask, and I'm going to yeah. try and post the quote. I'm going to try and post the quote. Look for, looking forward <laughs> to that. Um, well, one last thing before we go. I just want predictions for next game. Game three, Liberty versus Aces mm-hmm. in the finals is going to be Sunday, October 15th at 3 p.m. in Barclays Center. Annabelle, we'll start with you. What is your prediction for this game? I want to be optimistic <laughs> and say the side before. Loves the eye. <laughs> I want to be optimistic and say they're going to win, but I just don't see it happening because there's problems on both sides of the sides of the ball I do think they're going to be able to compete a little bit more because they've Mm -hmm. seen the corrections they need to make and hopefully there's also an attitude adjustment and they're at home home. so hopefully it won't be uh as lopsided but I'm just not optimistic I think I'm being realistic I think the wait, wait, wait. What was your what was your actual prediction? Are they going to win or lose? Lose. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Aces as well. I think they sweep it, and I'll give you this nugget. I think if the Liberty do win this game, it'll because it'll be because Sabrina hit three plus threes at a fifty percent plus clip. If that does not happen, I think Las Vegas rolls, and I think Las Vegas is playing as together as they ever have all year. That was the issue that bit them against Liberty early in the year. I don't see it happening in the finals when it matters most. Well, I have the Liberty winning because I can't go to the game on Sunday because I have work. So if they lose this game, I don't get to experience the WNBA (laughs) championship game. But if they win, I do get to go to the game on Wednesday, October 18th. And you know what? I don't have it in me to think that they're going to lose because of selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. I want to experience a WNBA championship game. Also, quick fact, I said earlier that the Las Vegas Aces were, quote-unquote, a young franchise. They they moved from Utah to Las Vegas. They're an original franchise. Just wanted to correct myself. But new in Vegas. Yeah. eh. But the point was silly. (laughs) Point was bad. Point was bad. (laughs) Anyways, I have the Liberty winning. I think Brianna Stewart... I think this team can win without Sabrina Unescu going crazy. I think Brianna Stewart, if she steps up, if John Quill Jones is a force in the paint, stops Asia Wilson at least a little bit, at least contains her. And you can only shoot so well from three point for so long. And I think the Aces, if there were a game they were they were to falter in from the three point from beyond the arc, it would be in this game three matchup. First game at home. I'm sure there's that 
incentive of like they want to sweep they want to sweep but they also have such a cushion of a 2-0 lead that if there were a time they were to back off a little bit maybe not intentionally of course but if it were to happen it would be game three I want the Liberty to win please God (laughs) have it happen because I need to go to this game on Wednesday I think they win I think it's gonna be high scoring 98-87 Liberty but With that being said, that's going to do it for us on this edition of All In, a women's sports podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully hopefully when you listen to us next week, we'll still be discussing this Liberty season, but maybe not. Until next time, from Julia Moss, Annabelle Watson, Miles Grossman, this has been a production of WFUV Sports.